welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the next episode. Yeah. So, um, what would you say are some of your tools as a musician to um, convey different feelings or emotions or story points? I'm even like I'm even just thinking about the the example you sent me today, and how you use percussion in that. So, can you elaborate and maybe just give some hypotheticals of like, oh, this is this is something I really like to do when I want to create this feeling or this instrument tends to speak to people in this way oh does that make yeah. sense yeah um so um i think music music's communication is way more concrete mm-hmm. um than a lot of people think i didn't think that until i started going into film scoring and i was like wow certain instruments just have certain connotations yeah um and and they're they're really embedded in culture um, mm-hmm. like very strongly. And so, um, so like the example I sent you today, it's a group of high schoolers getting ready for a play mm-hmm. and they're all working together to get ready and stuff like that. It's so really cool. And it's, and it's the, it's the emotional high point of the film just before it gets like super duper sad. Um, yeah. And so because it's a bunch of high school kids, I had things like a field drum and a snare mm-hmm. drum and a marching band bass drum and stuff. Nice. Even though they're not a football team, I was like, that would totally, totally kind of gives that feel a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so it was, like, there's things of going to real life of like, these are teenagers in high school and it's a high school play. And so let's have what you would, the instruments you'd hear in a high school playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, like a, a glockenspiel tends to have happy innocent childlike feeling yeah to it. and a glockenspiel is sort of like a, a xylophone like a dingy bell kind of a thing yeah, it's a very just in case somebody dingy, doesn't know <laughs> very high dingy instrument that you hit with mm-hmm. mellets yes um and uh and um you know like the stereotypical like comedy is pizzicato strings which i try my hardest to avoid because it is so stereotyped yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, orchestration and knowing your instruments is a super big tool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and just, um, like, another real concrete example is, um, like, if, if something is obscure in a film, mm-hmm. the more you want to stay away from super discernible or understandable harmony. Yeah. Um, and so like this film in particular, it just, it doesn't really like, except for that example I sent you a lot of it, it doesn't really like to be squarely in a chord progression. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like extra notes or a missing note or a, a note that doesn't sound bad, but is not part of the harmony. Yeah. That just kind of keeps things obscure. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking all of like people who maybe aren't musicians and don't, don't know really what Jared's talking about. So oh, yeah. if I just take like the white keys on a piano and go from C to C, that's a diatonic scale. C to shining C. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Can you hear the piano at all? I can. Here's a, oh, here's a scale. Um, 
Lovely, lovely. So Jared was talking about sitting squarely in like some sort of harmony or I'm sort of taking it a little bit from what you were saying, but in a key. So if if we were to keep our harm, harmony right inside of a key, we could just take like these white notes and have our C chord, which would be like our one chord, and a, a, probably the most basic chord progression in the history of anything is like a one, four, and then a five, one. And so we haven't used any of the other notes in our note menu, really, beyond yes. what we just have in that one scale. Yes. So I know I'm oversimplifying what you were saying, Jared, but he was saying he would use notes from other scales and other other yeah. families of notes so that you didn't feel securely like you're just in one key or one situation or, mm -hmm. or yeah because like not. like a fundamental thing about a film score is is is, is it's always giving some type of information mm -hmm. to the audience and yeah. so um if you're in a scene that's super uncertain but your music is predictable, mm -hmm. um, then you're you're hurting the film, right? And so you have to do things that. So, like, so I guess it's super concrete. Of the scene is unpredictable, or the emotions are really obscure and mm -hmm. and complicated. So let's not have super straightforward music, because the emotional content of the scene is not straightforward. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and. You you mentioned before about pizzicato strings are like um, uh, typically associated with humorous things, but mm -hmm. you try to avoid that. And I'm as an outsider, but someone who just appreciates art in general, I can I can see that like in writing, like a lot of poorly written books, they just tell you what the character is feeling or mm -hmm. tell you exactly what's happening. They don't build a scenario where you feel it and intrinsically understand it or you go on a journey to discover they it just yeah. is like told to you like oh this is how you should feel about this this mm -hmm. is why you should feel this way and i feel like very overly simplistic music is kind of like that so yeah. that's something it's that you try like, to avoid here's how you're supposed to feel and yeah. like good filmmaking should be able to tell you what's going on with images alone Mm -hmm. With no sound, no dialogue, no nothing. Yeah. Because the imagery, for lack of the better word, the imagery in the, I said the imagery in the moving picture, there you go, um, <laughs> should be strong enough so mm -hmm. that you can mute the whole film and follow it just fine. Right. Um, and so a lot of times the music has to be that way too, which is why you have little themes and stuff you hint to all mm -hmm. the time um, that symbolize different things in the film, little tunes. Can you give us some examples of just like what are some of the things that your themes have symbolized, whether that's a person or an idea? Just I'm thinking for people being like, what like what would you even start to symbolize with a theme? Um, so like a theme could be a character. Mm -hmm. So in this film, the character is younger. Um, and so like I wrote a theme I took a cue from a composer who's no longer alive, um, Elmer Bernstein, not Leonard Bernstein, but Elmer <laughs> Bernstein. Um, and he wrote a cue or a, a, the music for a movie called To Kill a Mockingbird, mm -hmm. and, um, which is also a book. Um, 
and because we're cultured here and we know about that book. Oh, of course, it's of course. It's fine. Um, and that book is a coming of age story for this young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and what causes her to grow up is her dad, who's a who's a lawyer, is defending a, a black man who's accused of murdering uh, or or doing bad things to a white woman deep mm-hmm. South Alabama in like the 40s or something like that. And so yeah. um, he wrote a theme for this really heavy movie that can be played with like one finger. Like mm-hmm. he said, when I went to play to do the theme, I wanted to be able to, like a kid could pluck this out. Yeah. And so I kind of sort of approached it that way too, of like this super simple theme, but it, it needed room to really move around with the character um, mm-hmm. and what she goes through. So um, themes have been ideas. Like the Christmas movie I finished up, the theme was an idea. It wasn't a character. Yeah. Um, there was like funny music that was always for one character, but the main theme was not. It was the mm-hmm. message of the film, not the character. Yeah. Um, um so in like in that one that was like the meaning of Christmas was what that one meant. Um same thing with one I did which is the Uncivil Civil War, which is about politics, not the Civil War. And um that was about that was a theme that was of what was a theme. That was a melody that was <laughs> for the theme. And okay. then sometimes they're both. Because sometimes characters represent certain things. Yeah. Like the biggest example is like Pilgrim's Progress, right? Where the meaning yeah. of the character is their name. Right. And in movies, a lot of times a character has a meaning and is a, yeah. has a message of their own. So sometimes the, the musical theme can represent both. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, of course, we got to bring Lord of the Rings into this. Yes. Uh, um, with our, our man, Howard Shore. Yes, and so, Howard Shore. Exactly. So, I mean, we've got like our Shire theme. They're taking out. Yes. I would say it along with you, but I'm I'm probably like a beat behind you for you. So Oh, that's true. That's true. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Sorry, continue. Keep going. (laughs) Well, um so there's this video on YouTube, which maybe we can link to it if we ever post these. Um, that's called um, How Howard Shore Makes Us Care. Um, I don't think... Oh, 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 wait. Wait, why am I sharing my screen? I didn't want to share my screen. <laughs> I just wanted to share the Shares. audio. Please share the audio. Oh, hey. Haha, all right. Sorry, concise. Um, but that, the Shire theme. Oh, how wooed. You can't get a copyright strike. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. We may have already gotten it for what I played. <laughs> well, I think I made a mistake too. Um, he is showing the, the comfort and the security of home in the Shire, where the the main character starts out. And it's played, oh yes. It's so disappointing, (laughs) I know why you're doing it. 
<laughs> oh boy. Um, but the theme gradually changes and grows and he uses different instrumentation to show the character growing as a person or as someone else from his home who is older and wiser. I, I can't talk like this, dude. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, the music going to end. Oh, no. Yes. Um, oh, so, boy. Have we been going that long already? Yes. Yes. Dang. Yes. So he has um, themes that symbolize things. Exactly. Called light motifs. And, called light motifs. And, um, oh, wait, who's the composer who's really well known for, like, doing that Wagner. opera? Wagner. Wagner, yes. So, And these light motifs represent ideas or characters and are used throughout the film to signify different things, as we've already discussed. So, yes. Lovely. Yes. Which we will discuss in a later episode. Exactly. <laughs> so, there we go. So, uh, thanks for sharing with us, Jared, what you do. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to play. Was something caught from the prelude of Tristan and his old. And, yes. There's this hilarious opera singer that I follow on Instagram. Oh my god! I forget her name. Literal translations of the. Oh, that the one. No, no, but she just does like opera culture videos, and of like what it's like to be the the high soprano or a mezzo or. A Wagnerian uh, soprano. So. Oh, oops. Anyways. All right. <laughs> that was a fun episode. All right. Send the nice. next link. Okay. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles.